My name is Angie Brown and you are listening to the Being Luminary podcast, the podcast where I get into all things diversity, equity and inclusion with luminary guests, a sprinkling of coaching, advice, guidance and the inspiration for you to do things differently in your organisation. If you want to create a luminary place to work, a luminary experience for your clients, your teams, your communities, If you are committed to overleaping compliance and heading straight for luminary approaches to DEI, you are in the right place. You are listening to the Being Luminary podcast, episode number 61. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Melanated Mastermind and I had wanted to record this for you last month because we were officially wrapping up the last cohort of the Melanated Mastermind. But what happened as we were running through our first cohort of the program was that it became clear quite quickly that there wasn't going to be enough time in the time that had been assigned to get through all of the coaching and through all of the conversations that we wanted to have. So we've extended the program into the next academic year. So the current cohort will not finish until the end of September. And that's also to give them a bit of space over the summer holidays so that we're not thinking about and processing some of the things that come up in the mastermind. However, I did want to have a conversation and give you an update about the next cohort of the Melanated Mastermind because we open again this fall in the autumn. We are going to launch again in October. So our next group will work with me for five months from October through to March of 2024. And we're sticking with the structure of the five-month program. However, there are going to be some additional coaching and mentoring sessions just because the conversations we've had and the learning I've done from this first group has been super interesting and really helpful. So I'm going to spend a bit of time just running through what the program is, and you can compare this to um, the episode that I did back in January, which I um, did a New Year episode, and I also talked about the program. It's not going to be dissimilar. Um, I just really wanted to make sure that I was covering everything that was relevant in one episode. So if you're listening to this in the future and not on the timeline that this episode gets um, released, then know that this program opens up uh, twice a year. And if you are interested, then you can always email me to get on the waiting list. So the program is five months long. It's a program for women of colour and it's a program for women of colour who work in some kind of service provision. So it had been solely for women of colour who worked in the education sector. However, the conversations we are having in the space haven't precluded people working in other service-based industries. So I'm opening it up for people in the education sector, service providers, coaches, consultants, that kind of thing. People who work in um, in therapy spaces, anyone who's providing a service for, for others, but who has to do um, a kind of support and have a consciousness about the support that they give to the people that they work with. I mean, I guess you could say that that's anyone, uh, but service providers, this would really suit because we do look at your energies. 
as you go into um, into your daily work. And the, the program is to support you as a woman of colour to engage your innate personal power, to engage the thing that you came into the world with and help you enact that in your day-to-day work as you begin to think about the legacy that you're leaving. And the container is called the Melanated Mastermind and is for women of colour because it's a space that we recognise the very unique workplace challenges faced by many of us. So I often talk about the McKinsey report on women in the workplace. It certainly comes up when I talk and deliver sessions on sex, on pregnancy and maternity. And the McKinsey Women in the Workplace report describes in detail the many factors that impact significantly on women as they progress through workplace environments. Particularly, it looks at their progress up the corporate ladder and into the C-suite as that is compromised by various contextual factors like having children, like having caring responsibilities, and also like having sometimes a deficit of confidence as they make their way up the ladder. And McKinsey therefore describe the broken rung that many women face as they progress towards leadership because many of them will take time out of work, sometimes to have children, sometimes, as I say, to engage in other caring responsibilities. And because they take steps out of that career ladder at often crucial moments in terms of their tenure, they will miss the first step up to managerial positions. And this then limits their options later on when it comes to being able to access leadership roles. It interrupts the continuation of their career progress. The McKinsey reports, but also many of our experiences of, of, you know, being women, being women of colour in the workplace, play out uh, what we we know, which is that women of colour experience not just a broken rung, but often a broken ladder. So if you say, you know, there's there's one rung that's taken out because people have children or because people uh, take up caring responsibilities, uh, there are other rungs that are taken out for women of colour. And arguably, if there are four rungs broken on your ladder, you have a broken ladder. You don't just have a series of broken rungs. And this broken ladder is described and set out in the report published by uh, the Fawcett Society and the Runnymede Trust. It was a report published in 2022. The report itself is called Broken Ladders. And it highlights the impact of institutional racism, of discrimination, of negative workplace cultures that hold many women of colour back from fulfilling their potential when it comes to their careers. And So these other rungs, you know, the rung of institutional racism, which in itself is probably a series of rungs, then play into this concept of there being a broken ladder for many melanated women in the workplace. And so the Melanated Mastermind, this program that I am running and that I created, has been created not just to fix the broken ladder, it's actually been created to create a new ladder. I don't even know if I want it to create a new ladder. I think to create a new pathway, a completely new pathway 
on which, as a woman of colour, you can think about your own progression. You can think about the steps that you want to take. I know when I described this alternative pathway in the last podcast, I said I, I imagine this staircase, the ni- staircases from the 1920s or 30s musical films. They sort of have many, um, many steps, maybe leading into a into a giant curving staircase replete with glitter and feathers and lots of people dancing. So we can think about the pathway that we want to recreate um, or create for ourselves. And as I say, it is going to be for people who identify as women and identify as women of colour. And I ask you to self-identify if you feel that you identify particularly with the term melanated um, because you have a heritage or an ethnicity that you feel positions you or aligns you with that term. You might you might resonate more with women of colour. If it feels real to you, then get in touch, then do join. This isn't about me saying you need to be a certain shade of colour to join the programme. I work with many people who are non-white identifying and they don't feel that women of colour resonates for them. But I do want you to just think about whether there have been ways in which your ethnicity or your race has played out in particular dynamics in the workplace and those dynamics have not been good for you, then perhaps this is a place for you. Perhaps this is a conversation that you want to be having, accessing the chance to talk to others about how identity is impacting on who you want to be in the workplace and how you want to be that person in the workplace. But also benefiting from some of the teaching conversations that I will facilitate about how we navigate the landscape once we've recognised that our race or our ethnicity does play a part in our workplace progress and in the way that we are able to do our jobs. So this is for anyone, any woman of colour or self-identifying woman of colour who wants to develop confidence and clarity and stability in the way that you show up in the workplace. And I want to say that from my experience of the first cohort was that we had people really feeling extraordinarily different about work and about what comes next. And that is because of the hearing the voices of other people who are in the same situation and recognising that this isn't about you. This is about systemic inequity. And once you are armed with that knowledge, you are infinitely more powerful to do something about it. So it's delightful to hear people's big ideas, people's big plans, people's big ambitions in the programme. But it was even more delightful for me to hear the stories providing solace for others and strength for others. So this melanated mastermind could be for a woman who has also tried to engage in other leadership training. So many of us have have, um, taken MPQs. have taught on MPQs. I think they're brilliant, but they're not always focused on our particular needs. And programs that exist in organizations that have been internally developed, leadership programs um, or externally provided, those leadership programs are also often fantastic. However, the focus has often been on the experiences of people in general, sometimes women in general, 
but rarely women of colour in particular. So the Melanated Mastermind is the leadership programme that is for women of colour in particular. As I said, there was something about hearing the stories of other people on the programme that was just so reassuring for everybody that has been in my first cohorts. And so I conceived that this programme would be for women who had tried to tough things out on their own. I often meet people who tell me that the problem that they are having in their workplace, the reason that they're not being promoted, the reason that nobody is advocating for them, the reason that they're not being sponsored or encouraged to do that next role or take on a different remunerated responsibility is somehow down to them. It's their issue. It's their deficit. There's some problem about the way that they show up or the way that they communicate or the way that they talk or the way that their line manager understands them or doesn't understand them. Everybody else around them seems to be getting it right. They're not getting this right. And actually, I think toughing it out and imagining that you are the problem is the problem. (laughs) So we're going to be looking into whether there are, because there are, (laughs) institutional issues that get in the way. Is it really about the way that you are unable to communicate with your land manager? Or is it about the way that institutional inequity obscures communication when it comes from the mouths of a melanated woman? And this isn't about blame or shame or guilt. None of my programmes, none of my teachings anchor or come out of blame or shame or guilt. So we're not going to be sitting and complaining about the institution or sitting and complaining about our head teachers or our colleagues or other leaders that we work with. We're not going to be sitting and complaining about clients or um, our, you know the people that we serve. That's not the purpose. We're just trying to create a completely different reality. We're dispensing with the ladder. We're creating a different path. And that means that we're going to be unlearning ways of discussing the manifestations of discrimination that come up in our work. We're going to take opportunities to discuss these things in ways that empower us, in ways that do not belittle us, do not demean us, do not diminish us, and certainly do not belittle, demean or diminish other people. This program is also for women of colour who are nervous about being pigeonholed or about assumptions being made, or they're wary of accusations that she's making it all about race. We are going to be talking about race. Of course we are. So we are going to be completely focused on the experience of women of colour. But we're going to be talking about race in ways that take out the stress for you. So this is for the woman who doesn't want to be seen as the angry woman of colour or who sometimes maybe minimises her colour in order to have conversations or to get ahead. And I say that because that was certainly something that I did. That was one of my strategies for navigating institutions, for ensuring that I got promoted, was to minimise my race, was to make it often about everything other than race, make my experience about everything other than race. But there was a lack of congruence there because lots of things were actually about race for me in my career progression. My question was always, how can I be powerful and strong and positive and optimistic and at the same time 
have powerful conversations about the implications of my race in this situation as I progress, you know, towards headship interviews, etc. So if any of this feels real to you, then I'm going to invite you to get in touch because I think this program will make a huge difference to you over the course of the next six months. One of the amazing women in the last cohort really had a chord struck for her as she recognised the ways in which she was minimising her race in the workplace. And in fact, I think that was the experiences that the experience of many of the women in the last cohort was kind of recognising, ah, yeah, I play into that. I try and make things not about me um, making this about race, or I try to not appear to be the angry or the difficult or fill in the gap <laughs> women of colour. I want to also point out that as a leadership programme, we are going to be thinking about your goals. Many of you will have goals that you're not going for because those goals feel impossibly far away and hard to reach. And I want to tell you that you are capable of achieving those goals. And I mean, you are deeply capable. I really believe that you have the resources that you need now to achieve those goals. And this is really important because, again, in the last cohort, we had people who had really big goals that they wanted to achieve and they just didn't and couldn't see how that was going to happen. There are always going to be circumstances that get in the way. There are going to be operational details that stop us from achieving certain things, particularly you know, if we're going for interviews with competitive interviews and other people just happen to be better qualified on the day. All of that stuff exists, yeah. But I do believe that most of us have got everything that we need right now to achieve our goals. The timeline is a thing that often we get told is too short or we get convinced we can't achieve things along because we think, well, you know, I have this big goal and I've only been trying to achieve it for the last mm, six months, two years, five years, and I haven't got there yet. And also people are confirming that it's not the right time for me to be there yet. Once we dispense with the timeline and the expectation that, you know, things are going to happen on a particular timeline, we can actually position ourselves in ways that make us feel excited about what's going to happen next. So our goals no longer feel impossibly hard to achieve. It becomes actually what a journey. What Oh, I'm excited about the journey. I wonder what's going to happen along the way. Now, the converse of this is that sometimes we should have already achieved those goals, but actually institutional inequity has been standing in the way. And so it's really exciting in the last uh, cohort that uh, there was somebody who was thinking actually the next job was probably a while away. The next uh, career step was probably going to take a while to achieve and she achieved it within the course of that five month program. So there's a sort of piece about not putting ourselves under pressure to achieve goals on a, within a timeline, but also for women in this group, for women of colour in particular, there is something about really saying enough to other people's timelines, saying, no, thanks, enough to people who are saying you're not ready for promotion, you're not ready for the next step, really just calling a halt on all of that nonsense. So if you have something that you are thinking about that you really want to achieve in your 
business or in your um, career progression, if you work in an organization, if you want to write a book or you want to do a TED talk, if you want to really take control of your destiny, then come and join this program and, and work with me in this way. I'm somebody who has done many of these things. I wrote a book because I said I wanted to. I did a TED talk because I said that that's what I was going to do next. I made it to headship and I also made it to successive headships and then I made it into executive leadership and then I set up my own business and I have absolutely no reason to achieve the success that I've achieved. Um, I've had the confidence to just believe that it's possible and I believe it's possible for everybody. That's why I've developed this program and that's why I want to work with you because I feel that it's really important that women of colour in particular feel that they can show up and be in complete control of their destiny. So I'm going to be coaching you and I'm going to be mentoring you. And the blend of coaching and mentoring is really important in this program. It was very useful in the last cohort because the coaching taps into everything you know to be true. And the mentoring is my opportunity to say, yeah, this is how I've done this and this is what I would recommend. And I think we need both particularly when it comes to trying to work out how to navigate the workplace. So sometimes I can tell you the answer or I can certainly make suggestions. We're going to be in a circle of women and they're going to work with you for the, for the next five months. But also most of the people in the groups that I have created stick together. and. Uh, in my last program uh, that I ran last year, Sovereign Woman, um, and bracket Sovereign Woman is going to come back in 2024. Uh, the sovereigns met and have continued to meet this year well beyond the program. So many of the participants who join my programs are really touched by the sisterhood that's created. They're touched by the magic that we create. And I really want that for you because this is not just about me. This is about you being part of a constellation of women that come together at a particular moment to work together. So what you're going to get is five months of working together, the invitation to bring some specific goals and to be very focused on those. We're going to be focused on your leadership. We're going to be focused on you understanding the competencies of transformational leaders. We're going to be looking at leadership tools and frameworks, assessing your strengths and weaknesses, developing action plans around your career. And I'm going to offer you the opportunity to also think about how you develop your personal career strategy. You are going to have the opportunity to really get into crafting a leadership style and approach, or at least being able to articulate that as clearly as possible. And we are going to be engaged every single month in a lively um, bit of teaching. So there's a monthly immersion, which is going to be me talking on a particular topic or having a particular focus. It's a real deep dive into the, into the topic, very interactive, but very uh, teacher led, if you like. And then we did have twice a month uh, group mentoring coaching sessions. I'm going to be moving those to three times a month so that we if effectively, we will meet every week. And these group uh, mentoring sessions are the heart of the program. This is where we gather in sisterhood. We share insights. We are going to, as much as possible, always all show up for those sessions. 
and um, be clear and meticulous, I always say, about how we group coach if we offer feedback to others, how we do that. The course materials were really slow coming. The actual materials weren't slow coming, but the workbook was slow coming for this particular cohort. It's now been, uh, it's printed. It's a printed work sh- uh, workbook that everybody gets, but there are also materials available in the Mighty Networks where we uh, have all of our call meeting uh, dates, as well as the session topics, as well as any resources that I share with you throughout the course of the session. Now, one thing I want to say before I close out is that I really would like it if people were supported by their workplaces and were sponsored by their workplaces to do this program. And I know that if I offer any other program, I will fill it. So I will have the number of people that I like to to be in my programs. It's just, I, I run smaller groups and I like that because I like to get to know everybody. And I know that when I say I'm running a program for women of color, that it's not so easy to, to fill because many women of color are not having access to that sponsorship, advocacy, mentorship, as I said, in their workplaces. And so this is an, just a, a shout out to all employers who have women of color in their leadership teams or who are listening to this thinking that this could be an opportunity to sponsor those people. This is a a leadership development program. And so this is going to be a really great investment in somebody that you work with. It's also the reason that I'm not running this program over the weekends or in the evenings. So participants in this program are expected to be given the time to commit to those hourly sessions every week. And that's just a really important part of putting our money where our mouth is, if you like. So any questions about the program, you can um, send my way. Just drop me an email at info at beingluminary.co.uk. The uh, course website is up on the Being Luminary website. So um, if you head to the Being Luminary website, you should see uh, access to the course pages and you can find out more information about the program there. As I say, we are running this from October to March 2024, and I can't wait to see who is going to be part of this second cohort of the Melanated Mastermind. Okay, see you soon, friends. Thank you for listening to the Being Luminary podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please do leave us a review. Each month, I will be picking one of our reviewers to get a free laser coaching session as a thank you. And remember, if you know a luminary or an everyday thought leader who would benefit from listening to this podcast or who would love to be featured on the cast, then please do share it with them. This episode was presented by me, Angie Brown. Original music is by Martin Ostwick. The series is edited by Big Tent Media and produced by Emily Crosby Media.